Welcome to my podcast, Peace, Love, and Pets. I am your host, Sandy Kamen Wisniewski. Join me and my guests as we share our personal stories of struggles and triumphs as we continue our path of spiritual growth. We'll share story after story, many that include animals, our great teachers in this life. We are all souls living a human experience on paths of self-discovery here on planet Earth. On this podcast, my goals are to give you tools to help serve you on your personal path of evolution. Individually and collectively, we can create a world filled with peace and love. Let's do it together. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Peace, Love, and Pets. I am your host, Sandy Kamen Wisniewski. I am the founder and director of Animal Education and Rescue, a nonprofit humane society and rescue for animals. You can visit our website at www.aear.org. You can also learn more about my other services on my website, www.mindfulspirit.net. If you are interested in any of my books, you can find them on my website, sandykamenwisniewski.com. Hello, everyone. This is Sandy Kamen Wisniewski, and you are listening to my podcast, Peace, Love, and Pets. And I am your host. And today is episode number two. I am so excited, and I know exactly what I'm going to talk about and what I'm going to do. And first, I want to give you kind of a visual in your mind. So, right now, I am sitting in my 1966 decamp trailer. It is parked in my backyard and the trailer is, oh gosh, I'm bad at footage, but it's a small size trailer from 1966. All the walls are made with real wood and everything is original. The stove is even original to the time that it was originally built and it is my office and my very special place it's a little chilly in here right now if you were in here with me and i'm going to close the windows because it was a last time i was in here it was a little warmer outside so i had a couple of the windows open believe it or not this trailer has not moved for the last gosh I think I've had it about eight years now and it sits here and it is filled with all sorts of amazing human beings and animals that touch my life throughout all these years. Why do I have a trailer in my yard and why do I use it as my office? Well, let's go back to about 10 years ago or so and I was going through a lot of changes in my life and I run, if you don't know this already, a humane society and rescue for animals out of my home and it's a very hectic environment. Not only that, but I run another company that is run out of the home. I have offices inside the house and so they're really, we were running out of space. And so I was looking for a space outside my home where I could collect my thoughts, where I could get work done without the distractions and loud noises 
of the other people and the animals that are in and out. And I came up with this idea, why not get a vintage trailer, or actually I didn't say vintage, a trailer to put on the property that I could utilize as my office. So I started looking, and this was about 10 years ago or so, and at that time, having a vintage trailer and using it as a tiny space and place to either live or work was not in vogue at all. As a matter of fact, people thought I was pretty insane at the idea, ha ha, not so insane, because just on the cusp of it becoming trendy to have a trailer that's used either as a home or workspace on a property, I got this vintage trailer. I had been searching for a long time. It was really hard to find something. And then it just was meant to be. I saw an ad somewhere, I can't even remember where, and only had to drive about 45 minutes, went to someone's yard, walked into the trailer and said, this is it, this is what I want. And the next day, the person that sold us the trailer hitched it onto the back of their truck and drove it to our house. We parked it and then we paid to have somebody build a kind of a, a roof over it so that it's that that way it can't get le leakage, water damage, whatever. And it's been sitting here this whole time and been utilized for everything I do. So through my Humane Society Animal Education and Rescue, I do lots of different kinds of adoptions in here, meet and greets with animals. I also do all my energy healing from here. I do my intuitive readings. I do my coaching sessions. Now that's another interesting thing I want to share with you about this trailer and how special it is. So throughout the time of me talking about uh, you know, events in my life and times and space and so forth, I am going to touch periodically on a very intricate part of life for all of us was when 2020, April of 2020, when the world shut down. And that was a tough time for all of us because of the, the uh, coronavirus. And um, so, and at that time, there was so much uncertainty. Everybody was so nervous and so scared. Well, I had my trailer at that time, but at that time, I was only using my trailer in 2020 and before for doing adoption events, for have, or not adoption events, adoption meetings, for doing meetings with my staff, for meditations, things like that. I never would have thought to use the trailer for my clients meeting here for coaching or for healing. And so, therefore... I, uh, I, in 2020, when I was, you know, going through the same thing everybody else was going through with, I'm sorry, I'm distracted. Somebody was trying to call me. I'm doing this from my phone. So uh, I was running my mindful spirit company where I do energy healing and coaching and past life regression and, you know, and intuitive readings. I was doing from a chiropractor's office for numerous years. I just rented space from them. Well, when the world shut down, guess what else happened? Also, my whole business shut down, partially because people didn't want to meet me in person and partially because I didn't have a place to meet them. And then I said to myself, well, 
what if I start having people come to the trailer for healings and for coaching and for intuitive readings? So I started inviting people to the trailer and I would say in the beginning, almost apologize for the trailer. And I would say, well, if you're comfortable, we can meet in my trailer. It's a 1966 vintage trailer and it's set up and you'll feel very comfortable. It's heated in the winter. It's air conditioned in the summer. And I felt like I had to justify the fact that I was having the, the, my business out of my trailer as if it was a bad thing. Well, interestingly, the first few clients that came in that had actually been seeing me at the chiropractor's office walked into the trailer, their faces lit up, and they said in their own way, why didn't you always have your work from here? I love this. And so I was getting such positive feedback. I no longer apologize for having my office here. I'm actually very proud of the fact that I run all my businesses and that I have an office space. This trailer is filled with so much love, I can't even tell you. So that's the story of the trailer. I'm in it right now. It was kind of chilly because the heater was off, so it's now starting to warm up in here. And I thought today we would pull some cards. So what does that mean, pull some cards? So there are different kinds of cards that are available for purchase, tons and tons of different cards. And these ones are called, uh, let's see, they are, well, there's different names for cards. It, they're, they're not tarot cards, they're more intuition cards, they're, um, here, let me pull up. Oh, let's see. Like th This is called the Power of Surrender cards. And so they're like oracle cards is another way to put them. And they have all different kinds, and I love to utilize them as a way to share thoughts, ideas, and so in front of me, I've got a deck of cards, and what I'm going to do, and what I would recommend you to do, is if you get yourself some oracle cards, pick ones that really resonate with you, and now I'm going to say, universe, guides, all that is good, all that is wise, please help me to pick a card that will help to create a meaningful conversation for those listeners that are listening to me right now and may need to hear this message. So now after I say this little prayer, that happens to be the prayer I'm going to use now, I am actually kind of uh, shuffling the deck and then give me a moment. I'm going to be silent for just a moment as I breathe in and out and pick my card. Okay. All right. So here's the card that I picked. And the card says, I dwell on positive thoughts. Each thought I choose is like a drop of water. When my thoughts are positive, I can float on the ocean of life. So 
that leads me to think about positivity and negativity. I believe very strongly that people are born either looking at the cup half empty or the cup half full. I think if you have children in your life or of course you and your siblings, you know, any children that you might know yourself included, you might remember or know that when people are very, very young, they have a tendency to look at things either very optimistically or very pessimistically. So that is the gauge of which to start. So those individuals that tend to look at things more negatively, naturally, they may have a harder time learning to retrain their thinking, retrain their brain to think more positively. So those are the kind of people that they really struggle with negative thoughts and those negative thoughts persist and of course that becomes a magnet for more negativity to come into your life so that's the downside of that and i think that people that tend to be negative naturally those people learn through trial and error and mostly from having negative experiences and maybe having it pointed out to them numerous times throughout their life that they need to stop being so negative is when they start working on really hard on being more positive. Now let's look at the flip side of it and there's those people that are brought into the world that are more positive by nature and those people are tend to look at everything as the glass half full and tend to see everything with rose-colored glasses. Now I, my friends, am the latter. I'm sure you're not surprised that I had a tendency from a very young age to look at life as just the most beautiful, wonderful place. And where it tripped me up is that then I saw people and I saw animals and I saw nature as all good, all kind, all wonderful, all loving, all great, all of that. And so what was happening with me is that I was routinely disappointed in human beings, disappointed in nature, disappointed in animals, because I saw that what I thought should be pure love wasn't. For instance, National Geographic, you know, we had that Channel 11 when we were kids. I would be tied in knots. I would be heartbroken, appalled, sickened, want to dig myself a hole if I saw like a lion going after a deer and then killing the deer and they had this on TV. I would be just just crazy upset about it. Um, I still will be, honestly, I still be crazy upset about it. Also, I'll never forget, I was maybe eight years old or so, and there was a Prell shampoo commercial on, and I was looking at it, and my mom was in the room, and I saw this woman had just shampooed her hair with all this, this, um, this Prell, and it was really, you know, thick, foamy, you know, sudsy in their hair, and then voila! She has fluffy, beautiful, perfect hair, perfectly quaffed, just the way she was. And I said to my mom, I got Prell shampoo and it didn't do that for me. My hair, I, I still had to blow dry it and curl it. You know, if I'm going to do it, I mean, how do they get their hair to look like that? How does that even happen? And my mom laughed and she said, 
Sandy, they're getting paid to do commercials. They don't, that's, their hair, they're not necessarily using Prowl shampoo, and that's not making their hair look like that. I was just shocked. I was confident that the woman on that commercial and all the other commercials that I had seen before that was genuinely loving whatever product they were selling and that they genuinely used it and it created whatever voila thing that particular thing was supposed to create. So that tells you a little bit about my perspective of just assuming everybody means the best and does the best and you know all of that. And uh, it's not always the case, I'm finding. Now, we fast forward to who I am today, and thank goodness for my spiritual growth and for my hard work in finding who I am, talking to my guides, talking to angels, really doing a lot of soul searching. I've come to understand a deeper perspective on positivity, negativity, and what expectations are of each person. First of all, my friends, it's important to understand that everyone has their very own perspective. What is your perspective it may or may not be my perspective or the next person's perspective. And there's so many layers to people and what causes them to have a certain attitude or perspective about something. And largely, if somebody gets upset with you or unhappy with you about something and they blame you for something, what you have to remember is that, yeah, even at the worst, maybe you did something you shouldn't have done, but how they reacted to it is totally on them. And so if we come from a place of understanding that the only thing that we have control over is ourselves and our own perspective and our own emotions, and if we go with that, then it makes our life more peaceful and we don't put so much pressure on ourselves or anybody else to act or behave any certain way because we understand that everybody has their own path in life, their own journey that they are walking down, and it's not up to us to solve anybody else's problems, to take on anybody else's struggles, that we need to follow our own path, we need to put the blinders on, love with all of our heart, love ourselves first and love others, but let go of all expectations of others. That's a very Buddhist. That's a very Buddhist way of looking at things is to just be the observer and not take personally what everybody does or does not do. So in my case, being the forever optimist is that I have come to understand through my spiritual growth is that just what I told you, in addition, understanding that everybody is flawed, everybody has problems, everybody makes mistakes, and that it's perfectly natural and human to do so. And I'll take it one step further, and this circles back to the, my true nature, is that I believe that every single human in their souls of souls, deep down in their soul, are pure love. And we are a collective of individuals living the human experience, all sharing this earth together. But in reality, when these bodies no longer serve us, 
that we float back up, for lack of a better way of saying, to the collective all that is love. You could look at it as God. You could look at it as God-like, as universe, as higher consciousness, collective, whatever you want to call it, is at our core, we all are love. We're all seeking love. So for those of you that are struggling with pessimism, just get more comfortable with observing the words that come out of your mouth, the thoughts that are in your head, and try to retrain your brain to think in a more positive way. And understand that the more that you work on retraining your brain, whichever way you swing, whether it's too positive or too negative, is that when we become mindful of our actions and reactions and our perspective, we are on a deeper path for a higher understanding and our own spiritual growth. So that is my podcast for today. I hope this helped serve you in some way. And until next time, this is Sandy Kamen-Wisniewski, and this is my podcast, Peace, Love, and Pets. Until next time, bye everyone. Are you interested in reading more stories of animals that shape our lives? Check out all my books that are available for sale at www.sandykamenwisniewski.com. Are you looking to adopt a new family member? See all of our available dogs, cats, rabbits, guinea pigs, birds, and much more on our website at www.aear.org.